1: Hello, this is Kevin Folger. This is Labors in the Harvest podcast. I want to thank you for joining us again today. We are in part three of a conversation I've had with my good friend, Dr. Roger Siebrell, who is the pastor of the Hampton Roads Independent Baptist Church here in Hampton, Virginia. I've been here uh, conducting a missions conference, and we've sat down on a Saturday afternoon. This is recording this on Saturday, September the 25th, uh, 2021. And of course, it'll be a po- dropped in our podcast uh, sometime probably in October or so, and you'll get to listen to it, this conversation. But we have talked about his life, and we've talked about his early days, and his service to our country, and then his salvation testimony, and his call to ministry. So we're going to pick it up at that point. Brother Siebel, thanks again for being back with us today for this part of the conversation.
2: We're well, glad to be back to Labor's in the Harvest, and I appreciate your ministry as well, and, and just being a labor in the harvest.
1: Amen. So we're going to uh, pick up. We uh, talked about your surrender, and Doctor Baldwin gave you some uh, options. So where did you end up? You end up going to a Bible Institute, I believe it was.
2: Yes, I end up uh, in. I got out of the Air Force May of 1986. Enrolled in the Fairfax Baptist Temple Missions Academy in August of 1986, and I, I took a full course load. And in four years, I graduated in uh, 1990 from the Fairfax Baptist Temple Missions Academy. And uh, I still look for a different job situation. And uh, by the grace of God, I uh, had a job at the uh, uh, temporary job. And I thought I was resi- re- resigning from one job, going to another one. But some kind of way, everything fell through and between Christmas and New Year's. And then uh, Dr. Lou Baldwin and the deacons had met and they needed a youth pastor. Mm. And so Pastor Baldwin pulled out a track and said, well, we're hiring, and he gave me a gospel track. Mm-hmm. And I looked at up, I thought he was kidding. And I thought he was, uh, but he wasn't. He said, we need a youth pastor. And you've been working with our youth for the last four, four and a half years or so. And uh, we, the deacons and I have talked, and we believe that we want to have you on staff. And so in 1991, uh, I was hired on staff at the Crossroads Baptist Church as a youth pastor under the leadership of Dr. Louis Baldwin.
1: Well, that, what, what a blessing. So, you get the, the Bible college uh, aspect, and now you have some practical training under a, a godly leader who's going to mentor you and prepare you f- to, to pastor church. And, and I want to say to our listeners again sometimes, you know, we want to short circuit what God is doing and, and shortcut it because we, I, I tell people all the time, I, I'm kind of a microwave type of guy. I want it now and and god doesn't work that way god has a timeline we, we think about moses moses was 40 years in in egypt as a prince god then took him on the backside of the desert 40 years in the backside of the mm-hmm. desert and 40 uh, 40 years in the desert taking the people of god god doesn't get in a hurry we do but uh, so it's important that we understand that there's a process here and many most young men i don't care how old they are when they graduate from bible college they're probably not ready to pastor a church. I mean, it may be an exception that where that happens, but for the most part, we're not ready. We need uh, some seasoning, uh, and we need to learn the, the nuances, so to speak, of ministry. And we learn that as we uh, labor with, side by side with someone who's done it for, for years. And, and Brother Baldwin was so kind to uh, take you under his wing and to mentor you. So um, you worked there for several years, uh, I believe it was 1997 when you felt it's time to, to launch, and uh, you and I met again and we met this time in Oklahoma City. So talk a little bit about what was going on in Oklahoma City and why you were there.
2: Okay, uh, I've been on staff at Crossroads Baptist Church for about nine years and I was at a missions conference in, in May. Dr. Don Sis was preaching. I remember in May of that year uh, I surrendered my heart to, for church planting and uh, I let my pastor know and he says that, well, we'll help you and give us some time with we'll transition. I was involved in a lot of areas of ministry there across those Baptist church. And so in 1997, we went, went out to uh, Oklahoma City uh, for a meeting where uh, Dr. Lewis Baldwin was introducing a number of men that had been uh, trained up in Crossroads Baptist Church, he was introducing these men to pastors from around America that had come together in this meeting in Oklahoma City at uh, Southwest Baptist Church, uh, Pastor Sam Davidson at that time, and uh, to introduce them for help in getting churches planted in different parts of the United States of America. And there uh, I had an opportunity to go across the stage there at Southwest Baptist Church and and, and, uh, Pastor Kevin Folger. Uh, at that time, with the pastor of Cleveland Baptist Church, and he was in that meeting, and uh, when I went across the platform my wife and I, and I introduced myself as Roger Sebrell. We're going to Hampton, Virginia, to plant a church in Hampton, Virginia, in 1998. Now, this is '97 when this meeting took place in Oklahoma, and we were going to plant a church the next year uh, with the grace of God. And so I stood up, and, and our, our task was to tell us, tell everybody your name and where you plan planning to go plan plant a church, and how much support you have. And so I got up to the uh, platform there, and we just started on deputation, and I said, my name is Roger Siebel, this is my wife Francine, and we're going to Hampton, Virginia to start an independent Baptist church there in Hampton, Virginia, and I have zero support. And uh, Pastor Folger stood up at the, and said, listen, it's, nobody should have zero support, so the Cleveland Baptist Church took us on for support, about $200 a month, and they continues to support us." until such time that we deemed that we were somewhat self-sufficient to be able to have an autonomous church and told them that they could d- redirect that support to other ministries.
1: Well it was a wonderful day that we got to partner with you and I uh, I still remember that meeting. Brother Sam was serving I believe at that point uh, as the uh, president of the uh, of the, um, the, uh, the independent Baptist or the uh, BBF and uh, he was hosting this meeting and uh, I remember that meeting. I had been pastor of Cleveland Baptist for about two years and it was just a thrill wow. for me to see uh, Brother Baldwin. Of course, I've known Brother Baldwin through Brother Thompson and Brother Larry Clayton. Uh, but to see him and having all these young men with him who want to go start a church and we wanted to get behind it. And so we're, we're thrilled that we got Amen. to partner with you. So God brought you here to Hampton, Virginia. So let's talk a little bit about some of the some of the, the journey here. So you started, you, did you know anybody when you came here? Was there anybody here that came with you to help get the church started?
2: Uh, no one came with us uh, except my children. They were 14, uh, 9, 7, and 5. Uh, but the uh, Crossroads Baptist Church was supportive of the work. And uh, so when we got here, uh, we just uh, determined that we were going to get started in April. We had gone on deputation for, from, January, uh, from January to March. We wanted to, we set a budget. We talked with Pastor Baldwin about the timeline. We set a budget for how much we needed to actually be able to live on, and we were able to buy a home here. And then uh, about three weeks prior to us actually planning the church, we got out flyers and told people where we were gonna meet. And of course, prior to that, we had uh, gone to a number of churches in the area, talked with pastors in the area, told them what our plans were. A number of the churches in the Hampton region said they would help us and support us once we got here. And so we just got busy, and uh, our last meeting was March 29th, I believe, in Fredericksburg, Virginia, and uh, a pastor there supported us. And then we had raised enough support in that three-month time period, actually, to be able to begin the work. And so April the 5th, 1998, we had our first service of the Hampton Rose Independent Baptist Church. We had it in our home, and our first service we had 15 people to show up Sunday morning, 13 uh, Sunday evening, and then uh, seven on that Thursday.
1: Okay. So you started in the house. Let's talk about the journey of how the church has moved. So where did you go from the house?
2: Well, there was a pastor friend here. He's with the Lord now, and he told us if we didn't find a place to meet, that we could meet in his church building after their morning services. So uh, we met for six months at the Victory Baptist Church here in Hampton, Virginia. Uh, pastor Sam Hyatt was a pastor at that time, and uh, he allowed us to meet between their services. So we they were out by 12:30. We came in at 1:30. From 1:30 to 2:30, we had Sunday school. From 2:30 to 3:30, we had like a church service, and then um, in the evenings, on Sunday evenings, we would visit other New Testament churches around the area, and then we had our midweek services on Thursday uh, at the uh, Victory Baptist Church. And we met there for 6 months until we were able to rent a facility that we used. Uh, it was a area we had a cafeteria area that we were able to rent. And we stayed there for six and a half years, renting a facility. We had grown to uh, about 60 people by that point in time. In 2004, we were able to uh, purchase a property. It was a a doctor's office that we renovated, made a 100-seat sanctuary, a few office spaces, Fellowship Hall, and we met there for the next 13 years until just 2019, we were able to buy a 9,000-square-foot facility to be able to have the Hamperos Independent Baptist Church to meet in.
1: Well, I wish the people could see the the building that God has given to you. It's absolutely lovely. It's it's an older building, but it's really in great shape. And uh, boy, I tell you, this church is alive. There, are folks here who love the Lord, and, and uh, you know, like any church, there's still growing that needs to be done. More people need to be reached. But it's been a blessing to be here this week and just to be around uh, Brother Siebrell's people. So uh, as we're kind of wrapping up our conversation, Brother Siebrell, what what did, uh, advice would you give to a, a young man? or perhaps a young couple that's thinking about church planning, um, the call to ministry, any words of advice that you have for them today?
2: Yes. Any young man, young couple that's looking to plan a church, uh, you're going to be uh, in a spiritual war. Mm-hmm. Uh, what God did with me and with the will of God is that He put me under the leadership and the authority of a New Testament church pastor, Dr. Lewis Baldwin, he spent thousands of hours with me, uh, I watched him teaching me, instructed me, uh, uh, t- teaching me the work of God, and just working under his leadership and learning the work of the ministry, uh, being able to help develop ministries and looking at some of the problems. I went to uh, many meetings with him. We, I sat in meetings, I listened, and, and, and I would take notes and ask questions later, and he, he just poured his life into my life, and mm-hmm. I, my. Uh, best counsel would be to try to find someone that you can sit under their leadership and learn the ins and outs of local New Testament church ministry. And uh, it'll help you tremendously to be more prepared. Uh, I had a balance between a Bible Institute and local church ministry at the same time, which helped me not only to learn theology and doctrine, but it helped me to learn the practical uh, working of a New Testament church day in and day out operation of a New Testament church, and so I would uh, recommend that and give that counsel and yeah. just uh, learn that uh, God will provide for you. God will protect you. You have to tr- you have to obey Him and when you obey God, then God will show you who He is when you obey Him.
1: So as you're getting, as you came here to Hampton, how uh, how involved did Dr. Baldwin stay in your life? Did he continually just kind of call you and just encourage you? How did he help you as you're here planning the church?
2: Well, uh, anniversary times, Mm -hmm. we would have him uh, preach missions conferences, Mm -hmm. he would give counsel. Anytime I had an issue or problem in ministry, uh, even now, I can call my pastor. I, I thank God for the New Testament, I have a pastor. I can call him and ask him questions about the ministry, and, he, and still now he'll give me counsel or mm-hmm. give me instruction. He's the past emeritus, but he'll still give me counsel. Mm-hmm. And so he was in, involved in, in helping to uh, gain support, helping us to be in meetings where we could gain additional support. And so Crossroads was uh, continually involved in the ministry that were planted out of Crossroads, even after uh, those men had you know, uh, been organized in church churches or, uh, separate entities. Yeah.
1: Well, that's good. Well, I think again, as we think about the, the need of church planning, you know, it's, it's specifically if you don't have a core group that's going with you and it's just you and your family to have a pastor that's really standing with you to encourage you is vitally important. Um, for our listeners, I just let you know that uh, simultaneously right now, out of Cleveland Baptist, they are, they are planting two churches simultaneously yeah. one on the east side of Cleveland, one on the west side. And I found out today. Of course, I'm away, but this is the 26th or 25th of September. And a good group of churches have come together to help the, the church plant on on the east side of Cleveland pass out John and Romans. They have their organizational service on October the 10th. And uh, if you'd pray for Pastor Brad Bork and uh, the uh, Vision Baptist Church, I said, Well, why did you call it Vision Baptist? He said, Because it was your vision. He's talking to me. He said, it's your vision to have a church on this side of town. And it was. I would prayed for years that God would plant a church in that particular area. And Brother Bork was a a retired uh, Air Force uh, lieutenant colonel, came to our Bible Institute, served an internship, and uh, God just blessed his life. And um, they're out planting this church. But just found out, uh, as I heard him yesterday kind of give an update on social media, they, they lost their meeting place. So if you pray for them, they need they need a permanent meeting place for the church. They were meeting in a, in a hotel, and the hotel is closing its doors. And so they need another place that's going to be a permanent meeting place for the church. But they have a place to meet on this October the 10th. But uh, we believe that God's put them there. The trials that are there are no accident. God is m- molding a people and molding a pastor. So play, please pray for uh, Brad and Brooke Bork, if you would, and the Vision Baptist church plan. And then we have another church plan on the... West side of Cleveland, it's the River Westlake Baptist Church. And uh, Brother James Maletti and his wife Rebecca are planting that church out of Cleveland Baptist as well. So we're grateful for these uh, church planners And uh, there's nothing like a church giving birth to another church. And uh, churches plant churches. There's no question about that. Well, Brother Sebrel, thank you for being my guest. And it's been a joy uh, to be here with your church this week. We're looking forward to con- uh, the conclusion of this meeting tomorrow here at, uh, at uh, Hampton Roads. And again, I want to say thank you for being my friend and thank you for being on the broadcast. So, well, God bless our listeners. Thank you folks for joining us and I hope that you'll get back with us next week when we have another conversation with one of our friends who are attempting to be a laborer in God's harvest. Hope you have a great day.
0: Thanks for listening. We hope that you've been encouraged by today's podcast. If you've been helped, please subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Please feel free to leave us a comment and or a rating. If you'd like more information about Kevin Folger, please visit his website, kevinfolger.com. We invite you to join us next time with more conversations with Kevin and his guests as they tell their story of being laborers in the harvest.